0: He's very witty, so even though he might not want to talk as much as me, there's stuff that he's going to want to blur out because he thinks it's funny. There's no way he stays quiet the whole time. We'll Look, just he...
1: keep, just throw everything to him. Like, so, Elijah, what do you think?
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Elijah, you talk now. <laughs> I muted everyone else. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: oh, <laughs> hi! <laughs>
2: What's going on? <laughs> oh my goodness! Am I carrying this show now? Wow. Okay. Well, in answer to the beard, Elijah, I think you should keep the beard. Um, and in answer to sports, go sports. I got oh man! I pulled the Tom. Oh, no. He talked. (laughs) He just said what? You are unmuted and you just mouthed what? Oh, gosh. Hey, Jonathan's making the joke, too. Uh, Jonathan, I'm talking about Elijah's beard. He was thinking about uh, shaving it. Oh, Dave says it's seven o'clock. Okay, guys. <laughs> as weird as this one has been, we're going to go to the intro video. Woo! Okay. Right Dave got kill And go.
3: What's up everybody, it's time for another episode of the Prodigal Sons, uh, episode number 58. It's a wonderful April day, nice and warm outside, 2021. Wonderful <laughs> <laughs> day.
0: What? Wonderful April day. <laughs> wonderful <laughs> April day. Yeah, that's cute. What's the matter? Nothing, nothing, I like it, I'm running down, we'll talk later, go ahead. It's a beautiful what? April day. It's, it's beautiful. I love it. We're going to be
3: talking about God and Money Part 2. But right now, I'd like to go around the horn here and hear from uh, – just say hi to everybody. How you doing, Tom Rivera? Uh, I am doing phenomenal. Thanks for asking. How about Elijah Griffin? We all know he's angry. We don't know why. What's up, Elijah? You know what? Go ahead. I think How are you
4: guys asking? doing today? How are you? Thanks for asking. I'm great. I'm not grumpy. I'm not angry. I just enjoy watching you guys make fools of yourselves. I want to join in the fun.
3: And that'll be all we'll be hearing from Elijah today. What about Sean? How you doing, Sean? Mr. Conroy?
2: So
0: apparently, I'm so confused right now. (laughs) (laughs) is he serious
2: i I can't tell
0: (laughs) hey how are you
3: and sean you seem like you're a little stopped up there for a second i didn't know Uh, what was going
0: on
1: yeah uh we are not gonna hit the high ratings on the podcast uh trying to get things from the brain to the mouth not as easy as i'd like tonight and we got our wonderful producer sarah what's up sarah
2: hey not much i'm doing good i have an eggplant sandwich
3: so we are getting a lot of questions i'm seeing uh tech and facebook here why we are not in the studio again we're really excited to get back to the studio we had a bit of a snafu this week with one of our pastors at the church and we're just not able to get into the studio right now um well out of this salad bowl.
1: <laughs> i saw that
3: i feel like well i mean i guess we should be honest and let everybody know why right? Uh, so, I asked my ten-year-old daughter today, uh, "What six times sixteen was?" And she answered ninety-six within like three or four seconds. And I said, "Well, honey, what if I had? What if it was six peanuts times sixteen peanuts? How many peanuts would you have?" She said ninety-six. And I said, "What if it was six cantaloupes?" times 16 cantaloupes how many cantaloupes would you have and she said 96 we had a bit of a problem with the with the associate pastor of the church of nazarene rogers for tom rivera this week he went to costco because he was told to get six times 16 ounces of cheese and how many ounces did you get tom 96 pounds so instead of getting 96 ounces of cheese, Tom Rivera picked up 96 pounds of cheese, which then went to waste. And the United Dairy Farmers Association is now rioting, looting and protesting at our church. So we cannot get into the studio. So we had to do Zoom again tonight. To uh, go, sorry for the inconvenience, but uh, the dairy, apparently those dairy farmers, <laughs> they know how to party. Ready to go, Tom. Thank so, you. They got the pitchforks. They got the cows out there in the parking lot. It's a mess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I would like to apologize to my wife for that one. <laughs> I got back to the church and she's laughing hysterically at me as I'm carrying this big, heavy bag of cheese up the steps. And I get to the stop, top of the steps and I'm like, why is she laughing? I mean, I figured it out. It's 96. So I went downstairs and I explained it to her. I said, baby, six times 16, is 96. I got 90. She goes, 96 ounces, not pounds. Dead. I just started laughing. It was, it was, I couldn't believe I did that. So that's, uh, that's, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not the funniest story of the night, though. Do you know how hard it's going to be? What is a
3: good than that? Do you know how hard it's going to be to pick up all that manure? What? It's going to be, it's going to be so hard to pick up all that manure off the church parking lot when the when the rioters finally leave. I believe there'll be nine pounds of manure
0: out there.
1: I think there'll be there'll be at least as much as the
3: ninety six.
4: We'll have fertilizer.
1: This is true. We we'll just sent Pastor Pete out with the pressure washer.
4: Oh gosh, you see them did you ever see him use a snowblower? Do we <laughs> uh,
1: There'll be lines in the parking lot. <laughs>
3: Can we just send him out with the snowblower for the manure? Oh. <laughs> i just hope the wind is blowing the right way uh, the neighbor's grass yeah. has been looking a little some, little bad that's so gonna betty, seem- betty's asking where the cheese is and betty the answer to that is is in the dumpster behind costco
0: so so mother i went back to costco and hey, i returned 257 dollars worth of cheese how much 257 dollars worth of cheese i returned back <laughs> It's funny because I got back and I was like, man, it all came out over three hundred bucks. <laughs> Most of it was the cheese. So. <laughs> and exactly. so
3: what? So what they do? They sell it to? They probably sell it to like Amelia's grocery, right? Like the cheese even
0: exist anymore, right? They
3: they, they they call they call one of those discount grocers and they're like, hey, listen, we're pretty sure this guy left ninety six pounds of cheese in the back of a pickup truck, and we're gonna sell it to you for ten cents on the dollar. And I
0: go, yeah, okay, that works for us. I mean, I came back within half hour, but I still don't think they can restock it. So I don't know what they do with it. I they just write it off, I guess. Yeah, I guess so.
3: If Costco goes out of business because of you, we're gonna have words, my friend. Yeah.
4: Trust me, if I just got a hold of that chicken salad. It is divine. Oh my goodness.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, Dave, you gotta get some. I haven't. I actually,
3: Elijah mentioned the chicken salad to me the other day. I've not tried it. Yet. Is it? It's really that good? It's it's. The chicken salad from phenomenal. where? Costco. From Costco.
1: Oh, it is
4: phenomenal. I had chicken salad and croissants, and I stuffed the croissant with the chicken salad after lightly toasting it. Delicious. Oh, my. Good stuff.
3: Delicious. Anyway, uh, what do you guys got going on this week? Anything?
4: I am waiting to set up my music stuff and use the studio so I can get to making my, my videos with the help of my lovely podcast mates when they're available.
2: Yeah, I can totally do that. I got a nice camera. I got some fancy lighting. Be great.
4: Got to get my business paperwork in order as well.
2: We can get Tom in the background, like rapping. Like,
1: um, what, what? Tom will be the boom guy. He'll hold the mic.
2: Boom!
1: He can He can throw cheese like confetti. Yes, yes. That would be on fleet.
0: <laughs> my, yeah, we got the money back. So I got, I got to respond to my mom because she'll, she'll, she'll yell at me afterwards. She'll be like, you didn't see my message? <laughs> I love that you gave her the accent too. <laughs> uh, so
3: do you guys know that the Earth's, that climate change has shifted the Earth's axis, according to USA Today. USA Today says climate change is likely the cause of a recent shift in the Earth's axis of rotation, a new study suggests, melting glaciers around the world, a result of rising atmospheric temperatures from the burning of fossil fuels, redistributed enough water to cause the location of the North and South Pole to move eastward since the
1: mid-1990s. How do you feel about that? I'm just trying to figure out how the South and North Poles both move eastward at the same time. Well...
3: That's because the axis moves or something. I don't know. To be honest, I really haven't read the thing because I got a diesel truck and I don't want to feel guilty. Um, but I do have an alternative theory. Not to say that this is fake news, but I'm thinking America and Super Bowl Sunday might be the reason why the Earth's axis has actually shifted. Why Super Bowl Sunday? Because i think we eat so much on super bowl sunday that we're throwing off the rotation of the earth and why don't you have a
4: pulitzer or or or, or i'm just know? saying they,
3: it. i read an alternative article that said that specifically in royersford it threw off the uh <laughs> the earth back this past year that's all i'm
0: saying that's a good possibility that's a good yeah. possibility so. What, when did that happen? Was that around the time that you finished your house? Yeah, I think it was when I finished my house.
3: And we, had a, <laughs> we had a Super Bowl party, and I'm pretty sure that's what I actually... Yeah. I don't think it has much to do with the fossil fuels. I think it had to do with the Doritos, the Fritos, the that's onion what dip. Led, that's what led to the uh, to the weight loss challenge. We also had Strikes, chili, right?
4: Buffalo yeah. dip made by Sean. It's chili. Mm-hmm.
3: Sarah, Sarah made the chili, right? That
1: mm-hmm. was good.
3: That's good stuff.
1: Mixed that so, with the yeah. buffalo
3: dip, that was amazing. I'm thinking, I'm thinking that's why. Now, listen, if they're willing to blame this on global warming, I'm cool with it because I feel like maybe we'd have to pay damages or something. So I'm going to let them just say it's global warming and that's what's going on. All
1: right, that's interesting. Sounds good.
0: Sounds
1: good. Cool. So, I think we got a game, right? Yeah, I think that's what we're going to get to the game. Another game. We don't, want, we don't want to talk about the weight loss challenge.
0: We're going to skip that this week. Yeah, no, you think talk- we should talk about the weight loss challenge and a couple other things.
1: Oh, so well, go ahead. Go I ahead. skyrocketed Sean, you- this week in my weight loss. Yeah, how you do, Sean? How's it going with your weight loss? Talk to hey, us. Hey, Jackie, how are you? Uh, I lost nine pounds last night. Nine, nine pounds. One night. So, One night. Did you go for a bike ride or something? What would you
0: do? You joined
1: a multi-level marketing business. I, I went and I did uh, CrossFit. For about twenty five minutes, and um, oh man, this is a Christian show. I can't say cross. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah. I'm thinking. Did you let me guess?
3: You went on, you got on an elliptical, and the elliptical broke and wouldn't let you off. It
1: just yeah it kept going. I was on there you all night a, long.
3: You were at an all night gym, and the person came in this
1: morning and the pulled the who, plug. He, he unplugged yeah. it so I could stop. I was very. Uh, that's why I'm so tired and loopy right now because. I was o- all night. I couldn't stop. It was. Uh, but the good news is I'm under under 300 pounds for the first time in probably five, 10 years. So good job. awesome. Uh, there might be uh, there might have been some chemical assistance involved. So there might be an asterisk. No need. Like, no major need, League Baseball. No, 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 but nope, uh, we'll nope, see. We'll see how it works out. Nope. You did what you did. What was needed.
4: And I applaud you for taking it. I appreciate it. that. I, need,
1: I needed a jump start to get over the plateau. And you got it. The key word is we'll see how it works out. Out is the keyword. It's out. Yeah. It's out. It's out.
3: You know what, Dave? I like that. We'll
4: keep that one running. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it's exhausting. Also dehydrating. It was very dehydrating. Ask Tom. I had what six glasses of water for lunch?
0: Yeah, as soon as we got there, he just started chugging water like you've never seen water before. So did you, Tom,
3: as my trainer? You, what you did? You order him a special lunch? Did You slip anything in there?
0: Well, he did try to say, get me yeah, to get a milkshake. I I I, I tried to walk him into a milkshake because he said he had a he had a, he's soft diet. He was on a soft diet. I mean, but he didn't go for it though. He he did he did eat the uh, chips and uh, queso, spinach, spinach
1: and artichoke, choked it. Yes, yeah. that's, that's good for you. No, it's not. Oh you,
0: write, it's though.
3: oh, you know what? Yes, it's very good for you. You should eat it many, many times a day.
4: I'm like Dave. What are you doing? <laughs> you sent them there, Tom. Did you write down the plan for that uh, emergency evacuation he had to go through? Uh, I,
0: I had I I I had nothing to do with with that
3: plan. Uh, no, listen, I'm not going to say it's steroids. I'm not going to say it's juicing. I'm not going to say. I'm 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 not gonna say one word about this nine pound miraculous weight loss because I told I told my trainer, I'm pulling out all the stops at the end of the year. There's gonna be there's gonna be surgery, liposuction, chemical, you know, water diet, water boarding, whatever I need, I'm winning this, this thing.
0: This one from a healthy challenge. Yeah. To, it's out of control. Out of control. Yeah. We should probably get to that game. <laughs>
1: No, Shane, not Chipotle. We went to Red Robin for lunch. I um I actually had a medical procedure today, so I had to uh, prepare last night for it to to for today. What do you have uh, to get a good night's yeah, sleep? What what do, you what do you mean you had a medical procedure? So, <laughs> <laughs> Tom, you were there. What do you mean? You were holding my hand. I was crying. You were holding my hand, wiping my tears. What are you talking about? You
0: wiping your tears? I, I was. It only was here when, when you, you woke up. Like that, you? What what state of mind were you when you woke up? What was going on?
1: Um. It was, going it was not. It was not. It was not a good state of mind when I woke up. Um, <laughs> so, for those of you who don't know, I had a colonoscopy today, and if you've never had one, try not to ever in your life.
3: Is that um, when they, they put the tube down your throat? No, that that that's one?
1: that's not that one. No, is that the it's,
3: one where the, It's the a one tube. Look,
0: isn't that? Don't look in your ear? Nope.
3: No. Think lower. I think, that's the one think lower. uh it, it, oh,
0: it's, it's it's it like the COVID testing when they go up your
1: nose. Nope, much lower. Much, much lower. In oh, the southern okay. hemisphere. It's the belly
3: button thing. Never mind. Oh, they pierce a nope. the belly button? Nope, under yeah. the equator. It's under yeah. the equator. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah.
1: needless to say...
3: Um, oh, that's the one with the Craftsman 50-foot
1: water hose, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, it it's like a power auger. <laughs> so, needless to say... Do you go to Roto-Rooter or do they come to you for that? <laughs> no, you go in. You go in. It's it's very clean. It's very safe.
3: Okay. You go into the Roto-Rooter because they, they do a forty nine ninety nine discount every once in a while.
1: Yeah. No, I wish it was that cheap. Um, okay. But yeah, so most people come to in a recovery room like, hey, are you all right? Everything go okay? Uh, what I hear is the anesthesiologist going, uh, hey, guys, he's coming too. And the doctor going, what do you mean he's coming too? And I'm looking at the screen of the inside of my intestines, uh, while they're removing, uh, a polyp. And the sad part is that's not the first time that's happened to me. And, um, yes, global warming is tipping my axis, Pete. Um, but yeah, so I woke up for that. Um, not the most pleasant way to come up from that procedure, but, uh, it happened. And, uh, yeah, so we move forward from there.
3: Well, you know, there's, a. Uh
1: nothing more i can add to that yeah that's me either i left it all on the table yeah (laughs) (laughs) well on the table and in the toilet yeah wherever, wherever it happened to land that's where it went so anyway let's get to uh never have i ever because that's a much (laughs) better segue than the story we just told so um
3: (laughs) never have i ever let
1: roto rooter do a procedure on oh never again
0: I'm like, Sean, uh, why aren't we going to a hospital?
1: <laughs> yeah, he's like, why are you? Pull- why are we pulling now, up in a back alley in the here? middle of Reading? Like, this is some guy's garage. What are we doing here? It's cheaper. It's he's so- like, just,
0: just go. Come back in two hours. Listen,
1: I got a discount coupon and a punch card. You pay for nine, you get one free. <laughs> and Tom's like, Sean, you have
3: insurance. Like, why are you even doing this? And Sean's like, I don't trust insurance. I don't That's- trust those people. I don't trust doctors. You sound like Pastor Pete. I don't trust those people
4: when he tries to imitate somebody else. Oh no! <laughs> uh, uh, the like scary part about is about
0: that me. apparently in three years I got to go through what he went through. In three years, you look. Yeah, dumb. I heard when you're fifty, you got to get a prostate exam and, and get that done. And 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 I don't know how that's going to happen. You you're going to be fifty in three years. I'll be fifty. and I'm forty-seven. Yeah, I'll be fifty in three years. I'll be um, honest with you, Tom. In all honesty, serious
4: on a serious note, minorities should go sooner. Yep, forty-five. We should go sooner. So, go ahead and um, make that appointment, buddy.
1: Hey, listen, I got to go again next year. If you guys want to try and get a discount serious? rate, Mom, are ain't
0: messing <laughs> with me.
1: Mug, ma- let me know when you hear me. So yeah, if you guys want to schedule with me for next year so we can get a discount rate by doing multiple at the same time. We can all go together. We can make this we can make that like the hundred and hundred and sixtieth episode. I'll take Dude. the church van. <laughs> we'll see if brother Derek can drive us. He can, he can yeah, be our
0: drivers because you're not allowed to drive. Us, yeah.
1: Brother Derek can take On us. Of all the
3: dumb ideas you've ever had, you've totally redeemed yourself. This is the hundred <laughs> this is the hundred and first episode. The guys get a colonoscopy. That's good. First of all,
0: table. You said you're not no. in?
3: No, I'm in. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm totally in. I'm all in. Now, you know that that's like, first of all, that's when we're completely out of topic ideas. It's when the <laughs> But at the same time, that is when our ratings are gonna go through the roof.
4: Corey <laughs> so. Lodge is gonna have to film us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, de- that's definitely TikTokable right there. <laughs> <It> was- TikTokable,
4: tockable <laughs> I like that. You got to coin that phrase. Coin that phrase?
0: Look at him. Oh, man. Him? It's that Anastasia talking. It is. It An- is. An- I'm definitely... You just uh, say Anastasia? Anastasia. I-, I didn't know how to yeah. say it, but kind of trying to like... Listen, I was trying it? to blow past
1: it for you, Anastasia? Tom. Anastasia? Anastasia. Anastasia. Anastasia the princess
0: from one yeah. of the... Yeah. 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 I'm still getting used to the English language. Okay. Yeah, Anastasia's on fleet, though. We got Matt.
4: it. <laughs> Tom, stop being so cheesy. All right. Hey, let's game game. Game.
1: Oh, man. going to be one of those episodes, I see. All right. Can we
0: get to the game, please? All let's right.
1: See? Sorry, Tom. Can we get so, to cheese? cheese? Sure. All right. So, never have I ever lost my wallet. I did. Wait, I got it. Wait, I gotta. <laughs> we all know Tom did. <laughs> Wait, this, is that why you did that one? No, it just happened to be in the questions, and I just saw it, so I had to ask because of what happened today.
0: So I left my wallet at, at Red Robin, so I had to drive a half hour to go get it, and then a half hour back. What's funny about this show is that I asked my mom a question, and she only heard the part that said "mom," and she put "I'm here." So that means <laughs> she she's double dipping from us. <laughs>
1: Uh, she's got Grey's Anatomy on, on the TV. She's got, so. or my sister. Oh, this so, could be that.
4: Yeah. That's what Elijah's watching now.
1: Grey's Anatomy?
4: Oh, yeah, God. where's our
0: assistant producer today? Yeah.
4: The- uh, you know what? He's doing work, school work. Okay. He has to relax. He has PSSAs tomorrow.
0: Okay, okay. okay. All right, I so.
4: Totally He's probably watching Grey's Anatomy, but he does have PSSAs tomorrow.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: All right, so do we, we all answer the, the the lost wallet question? We're all good with that?
0: Yeah, I've I, lost I, it on several occasions. It's yeah, been a lifelong. That's been a lifelong
3: struggle for Tom.
0: Yeah, I got well, he's got, a he's got small a lo- pockets, got, so it just keeps falling out. I actually, I actually got a great story about a lost wallet that happened to me. So I was in Florida. Check this out; it was crazy. I was in Florida, in 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 the uh, West Coast of Florida. Right. And I went in the ocean. I was swimming. And I remember telling my brother, I'm like, wow, look at that. That guy just found a twenty dollar bill. Wow, that guy just found a ten dollar bill. That's really cool. Oh, no, We're finding money in the thing. Right. So this was back in my younger days. Right. Where you take all the money out of the bank and when you go on vacation, your whole check and you stick it in your wallet. Right. So then I'm like, I get out and my, my cousin was like, you want to go get something to eat? I'm like, yeah, let me go grab my wallet. I'm like, I'm looking for it. And I lost my wallet, dude. Six months later, the wallet got mailed from Orlando all the way from the other side of of of, of, of the uh, of, of Florida. It got mailed to Schwenk. So when I opened it, everything was in there with the cash, and it was all full of sand and stuff. But, yeah, it went from one side of the coast to the other side of the coast. Wow. Oh, that's yeah. Cool. yeah. That's because the guy kept taking
3: your money to pay for the gas to go home. Yeah, and he finally threw it on the other side. <laughs> yeah, and when he got home... He bought himself a nice lunch with what was left and he threw the
0: wallet in the, in the mailbox. Yeah. yeah. That's nice of him. That's so nice yeah, him. I've lost my wallet lots of times. And then on my mission trip, remember the, the the story when I was on missions? Yeah. Yeah. You might
1: want to get clear to hold your wallet from now on. <laughs> <laughs> All,
3: right.
1: All right. What do we got next Sean? <laughs> Never have I ever fudged the numbers of my budget to feel better. Uh, there's a lot of thinking going on. No, never. Right now. I've
0: never done that. There's no well, money. We- I, mean, no, I mean, there's nothing when there's no money. There's nothing to fudge. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've
3: blown a lot of budgets, and I've I've also like run like pulled money from one place to another, but never to like feel bad. So, uh, Elijah, did, did you answer, Elijah?
4: Um, I never fudged the numbers. I just looked at it and said, wow, where am I going to get the rest of this money from?
3: Yeah, yeah, that's the typical, yeah, that's totally. And uh, Tom, I mean, Conqueso, did you answer?
0: Yeah, no,
1: I've never fudged the numbers. All (laughs) right, I've, I've adjusted to justify buying something I wanted and said, I don't need that much for that, so I'll just move it over here to get some. So I guess that's fudging the numbers. Yeah, nobody needs food when you can get a big screen TV, right? Listen. You know, you
3: You
0: can always walk
1: if you run out of gas. You know what I'm saying? You can always walk. I gave you legs for a reason.
0: I mean, if you're turning the question, have I ever bought something that I probably could have used without, done without and used that money somewhere else? Absolutely. Yes.
1: No, I actually adjusted money in my budget to make myself Uh, get what I wanted. I could have waited an extra month and put it on. Use the extra money from next month's budget, but I shifted stuff to make it happen. Gotcha. All right. Never have I ever brought my own snacks to the movies. And I know you guys are lying if you say no.
3: No, I've never, ever, 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 ever
0: done anything. Yeah. All the time. Of course. All
1: the time. I say we have an episode where we absolutely discuss
0: that. So if anybody tries to say no, I'm pulling. I never have. But my wife does it all the time. You know, whoa, what? Conqueso,
3: throwing the wife under the bus. Yeah. Throwing his wife like
1: man, you a cheesy be, move, bro. You better she hope she gives you the wallet back me, when
4: now. you need it. I'll tell you what, what what I now as an adult and and and
0: and I
3: don't I'm not too happy about when she does it too. I'm like, why are you doing that? Well, why haven't <laughs> you told on her? Because because she w- didn't want to max out the credit card buying a small popcorn and a, 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 and I a box of snow caps. I get it. For
0: $22. <laughs> I get it. I she get didn't want to have
1: to fudge the budget numbers to make it happen. <laughs> I understand why she does it. Uh, never have I ever blew my paycheck before I even got it. Done what? Guilty. Blew my paycheck before I even got it. Like I already spent that money mentally before Filthy. you got your paycheck.
3: Well, mm-hmm. mentally, of course. Uh, but I think the quickest I've ever blown a paycheck is like probably four or five hours.
0: That's pretty fast. I mean, I'm sure I've done that. I'm sure I've done that. Especially, especially in my, my younger days. Yeah. Uh, I, I
1: was always, always overspending my, like, before try, the i try Me that.
4: trying to not get totally, totally into the topic just yet. But in that case, that's one of the things I, struggle with trying to do i struggle with trying to not spend money that's not in hand (laughs) before you get your paycheck you're like all right my paycheck should be about this much if i put this here put this there like you know I, i struggle with that for sure
1: yep yeah all right i got two more for you never have i ever bought something without telling my spouse Uh, y'all ain't answering yeah,
4: that question, gonna, you are you? You gotta be more specific,
0: no? Yeah, well, okay. So, I, I have bought it without telling her, but after I bought it, I told her. Yeah, so, I mean,
3: obviously. Are, are I you mean, talking about a major purchase? I think you, you must be it's talking about. Any purchase, a major like purchase. something
1: you didn't want her to know about, so you bought something and didn't tell her. Well, I would always buy hats.
3: Okay, well, that's. I, well,
1: I mean, I bought
3: gas today and my wife didn't know I bought gas, but. She knows I mean, now. He also wouldn't care, you know, so, but I think you mean a major purchase. And yeah, like something you
1: didn't want her to know you were buying.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I have. I can't think anything off the top of my head. Pretty much my wife doesn't buy crazy stuff. I don't buy crazy stuff. And we tell each other if we're going to or whatever.
1: But I'm sure in the past, yeah, I'm sure I was guilty of that. I tell myself every time I buy something. So I don't have to worry about it. I'm still in Sean's answer. <laughs> they actually do say that it's really hard for
3: single people to budget because they don't have that person that's like the instant accountability, you know.
1: it I'll be honest. That is difficult because I had to really sit down and learn to budget because I could just do whatever I wanted. So, but I have two kids, so I have to make sure I have money for food and stuff. They like to eat. I don't know. It's crazy. But there
3: I don't know, man. There's dumpsters
1: around where you live. I feel like the kids could go rummage. You know how many pizza
4: shops there are there around me? Rummage. You know what? Tell them to go to the Costco. Maybe they can find ninety-six
0: pounds of cheese.
1: <laughs> they can live on live on cheese for the rest of their life. I feel like they need a colonoscopy at that point. So, so I did a little googling. Or the prep work, anyway.
0: Go ahead, Tom. And it says African Americans have the world's highest incidence of prostate cancer and a more than two-fold higher mortality rate compared with whites. Incidence and in mortality rates for Hispanics are about one-third lower than those for non-Hispanic whites. So maybe I can wait till 55 to get it. Don't you do it. I'll be <laughs> honest. Don't you dare do it. I, I really want to get I'm this. It's been a serious conversation with Claire about it. I really don't want to go do it. I'm still struggling with the fact that you're 47. You're
3: healthier at 47 than I am at 35. I need to fix this.
1: Yeah. Let's keep going, Dave. Let's just knock this thing out of the park. I can send you that. Prep, I can send you that prep stuff if you want to try and jumpstart the situation. No, yeah, I, I think I'm ready. Do it. All right, I'll be praying for you. I
4: feel like it'll be. I think it. I think you'll have to listen to the black IPs when you do it because you'll be running, 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 running. running, running, running.
1: What's, that, what's that TikTok thing? Oh no, that thing! I I played that about a hundred times last night. <laughs> All right, another one. Last one. Never have I ever not appreciated what I already have. Guilty. Guilty. Yeah, I'm guilty. Capital G. Guilty. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I think that goes right into our topic because I think uh, that's all part of understanding money and how God gives it to us. And uh, we have to learn to appreciate, obviously what we have and what we don't have. And I think we do it a lot. I know I do it quite a bit. I'm always like, I see something like a post come up like, oh, this is on sale and it's a great price for something like, man, I really wish I had that. But I have, let's say like a TV or something. I'm like, man, that's super cheap. It's a much bigger TV than what I have. It's really nice. But I got a TV that's only a few years old that works amazing. And um, if I wasn't a better steward with my money, I would just run out and buy that because I saw the deal or because I don't appreciate the things that I already have. I've already got everything I need. So learning to appreciate that more is uh,
0: yeah, so, something so, we could all get better at. I already have everything that I need. So I'm going to grab that right there. And I'm going right into Luke 12, verse 15, which is really the verse of the day for me. But I felt important to just put the whole parable mm-hmm. down. But Luke 12:15 says, then he said to them, watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. Right? So this here is the parable of the rich fool. It goes on to to say, and he told him this parable. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool. This very night, your life will be demanded from you, will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself, right? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves. But it's not rich toward God. And I think it's a good transition to this because last week we focused on money, on 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 the tangible side of it. This time we're gonna now we're gonna kind of focus on the spiritual side of it. And 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 I think it's just easy as humans to get caught up on our earthly possession. I recently went through a a, a, a significant change in my life where I am able without a doubt in my life, say and live that everything around me belongs to God. Nothing in this world belongs to me, not my car, not my house, not anything. And and then when you have that mentality, then it really gives you the aspect of gratitude. Then you really appreciate what you have because it's nothing that we have. This is all God's stuff. And for me, I had a hard time with that my whole life. My whole life, I was just always trying to chase money, chase money. And I truly believe in my case, I went through a lot of tough times in my life to make me appreciate what I have now. And, and I think that is a perfect transition into what we have to talk about. And, and at the end of the day is let's not forget that we are storing our riches in heaven. And, and not here on earth because we can't take anything with us.
3: Yeah. So I've actually done a lot of preaching on this, uh, in, in several different churches because Lisa and I have a pretty cool financial testimony, but, um, actually I was just looking for my notes, something happened with the drive where I'm not seeing a lot of the stuff that was in there, but whatever I have back up. Um, but we, we've actually done a little, a lot of testimony type preaching in different churches about God and uh, power of money and that sort of thing. And, one of the things that I always try to start with is understanding what money is, because that's what we were talking about last week of like, what is, what actually is money? And when in the Bible, it says the, um, uh, that, that verse that we always screw up that says, uh, money is the root of all kinds of evil. I think it's in Timothy, right? Um, Money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many grief. But the people always forget that uh, that verse doesn't say the, uh, money is the root of all evil. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. And I always like want to make sure that we start off with talking about what money is. And I personally think um, that money is simply just an amplifier of what we have inside. So when, in other words, money is just like a brick. Okay. It's inanimate. It doesn't actually have a mind of its own. It doesn't have spirituality. It's not religious. Money is just money. It's just a tool. It's just a brick. And so that's, I think as Dave Ramsey's line, he said, money, a uh, brick, you can throw through somebody's window or a brick you can use to build a hospital. You know? So when it comes to, um, if you, the way I was thinking about it that I wanted to talk about tonight is like, if you take all the money away from a missionary hospital, you have a bunch of good people who can't afford to help others, right? Um, but if you take money away from one of these like evil super duper rich, you know, evil people like you see on in movies and stuff like that, it's just an angry person who's living on the street, right? I mean, so money is simply an amplifier of what's already inside of it. So I think we need to look at like what's inside when it relates to money. Um, that's the way I like to look at it, and um, when it comes to like the spirituality and why does Jesus care so much about money? I mean, I'd be curious to know what you guys think about that. Why, why does like one third of Jesus's parables talk about money? What do you guys think? Why, why do you think that
0: matters? Well, I mean, I, I, I I'm just going to interject real quick because I don't want to talk the whole show, but I'm learning that the things that God really wants us to focus on is stuff that he repeatedly puts in the Bible, right? So Dave says, why is he putting money in all these parables? Um, And this is the part of the show where I think, I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know if we're going to be difference of opinion. I, I take it as in, he's trying to let us know that it's not the main thing that matters in this world. It's not money. I think he's really trying to, to to, to make sure that we understand that money is definitely needed to do ministry. I'm constantly asking for money for ministry. So money is very important to do God's will. Right. But as far as selfish reasons, I think God just really wants us to know that let's not get greedy with this. This is just all temporary stuff. It doesn't even belong to you, but I don't know if that's the other route. That's, that's what you guys got out of it. So that's what I got out of him putting that many, Different parables about money, so i 'm going to
1: use a part of the line for my sermon this Sunday. I know Tom and I talked about it earlier, but when we look at the feeding of the five thousand, Jesus gave everybody there exactly what they needed right because they gave back to him they looked back to him to find out what was going on they gave to him, and he multiplied he took you know for, uh, bread and fish, he multiplied it fed everybody that was available in the area, and then at the end not only did he have leftover? I mean, more than they could have imagined, but he sent it out. So for me, with money, if we're not looking at in godly ways that God, Jesus did everything together. He did it for, so we could grow together, so we could be together, we could help each other. And I think Jesus was showing in that, that everything we have, we share with one another. If I have enough money to get by, And all my bills are paid and I have food on the table and I have a roof over my head and the electric's on and all that. And I have extra and I know there's somebody that needs it. I should be reaching out to help them out. I should be sharing those baskets that Jesus already sent out into the world 2,000 years ago. He sent those baskets out to help and that's still applicable today. We still need to take and use that money wisely, but also we need to help each other. We need to, we're always, Jesus is always talking about helping the needy. Every. Good story you see in the Bible, every time you hear about fellowship and everything, they're selling their possessions to help the needy, those underprivileged, those that don't have what they need. And Jesus showed us the way to do that. Together, we work to build each other up. And I I, that's just how it works for me with money now. Like I, I used to think it's mine, I need to keep it, I need to save as much of it. But the whole, the whole, the real thing of it is. Whenever God calls me home, I am not taking one penny of that with me. I can't take a these headset with me. My TV doesn't go with me. I just go back to the Lord the way I came into this world. So there is nothing in this world that's more important to me than helping my brothers and sisters uh, that need help.
0: Yeah, I always every time every time we talk about this, I always think about the uh, miracle of the coin when 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 he gets the uh, the coin from the fish. To pay the taxes, and he has enough to pay both their taxes—not not not more, but just enough, you just know. Enough. And, and it's a good example of what God is always going to provide for us: what we need, right? Not what we want necessarily, but we need. This isn't a podcast or a show to say that Christians can't have nice things. This is not what we're saying at all. So yeah. I don't I don't want to get this twisted. But well, I, I love.
3: I'm going to cut you off a little bit because what you just said, I love what you just said, and you didn't even mean to say it. You said. God is always going to provide what we need, not necessarily what we want, but what we need. I think that's a great uh, thing like Freudian that came out of your mouth, because I'd like to talk about that. It's about what we want. Right. So I think that's that's so important to understand when it comes to money, finances, peace, all that stuff. What do we want? You know, God will provide for our needs, but it's our wants. And so I think that's what we need to focus on, actually, is what is our wants what is our desires when it comes to money and financial stability so i'm sorry you can continue but
0: no 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 i'm i'm good uh i guess elijah what do you want to answer you don't have to i just didn't know i, I yeah, just cause, cause dave asked about how many times
4: like like i i was listening to what all of you guys said and so as much as money is mentioned in the bible i'm not 100% familiar with it but you saying um like like what dave just said about us getting what we need not necessarily what we want that's something that i that's something that i tell my kids as well it's like listen i'm going to do my best to make sure you have everything you need and some of and and i will try to give you some of what you want because like you said, God will provide like I actually had to tell that to somebody today when I talked to all of you guys about business things that I was interested in doing and some of the stuff that I wanted to do. And it was like, you know what? After talking to you guys, it's like I have I have I have the faith in making sure that whatever move I make, God's going to provide for me in the end. So I should step out with and, and feel as though that I'm covered and have no fear in doing what it
3: is I need to do. So you know. so what, when I talk about um, when I talk about money, what I always want to get out of the way is that word Mammon. You know when it says in the Bible that you cannot serve, serve both God and Mammon. I, I want to know when we're talking about like our, our own concept of money and what it represents is that money and Mammon are two different things. And I actually didn't know that for a long, long time until I did a lot of studying on this years and years ago, is I always thought mammon and money were interchangeable words. But mammon is actually, um, it says it's the New Testament of the Bible commonly thought to mean money, material wealth, or any identity that promises wealth and is associated with a greedy pursuit of gain. So basically, you can think of mammon as like our own spiritual thoughts about money. and so. When God, when God says you can't serve both me and mammon, mammon is, you can always identify mammon because it's always trying to replace God. It's always saying, it's like, um, if you ever heard somebody say, and I think we touched on this last week, I really, really either need God to come through in this moment and really, really bless me, or I need to get, I need to hit the lottery.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's like, hang on a second. So you either need God to be a provider in your life or you need lots and lots of money coming from somewhere you didn't expect. And what that always tries to do is say, like, that you can replace God with money. Mm. And I'll tell you, like, no matter how much money you have, no matter how much you have in a bank or how much inheritance you're going to get or however incredibly lucky you are in the stock market or something like that. It will never, ever, ever, ever replace the peace that comes with living in harmony and with God's will for your life, with, with falling under his leadership. You can you cannot do that with money. And so um, I say all that to to get to that point of why does God care about money? I don't think God does care about money. He paves his streets with friggin' gold. Like, I don't think he cares about money as far as if I think he cares about money like we care about asphalt. I mean, but I think God, I think Jesus showed us all these parables about money because he knows that we care about it. He knows that it's an easy way, like that Bible verse that says, like, um, don't store up your treasures on earth. God knows that it's very, very easy for us to associate money and worldly things with treasures, with close to our heart, being hard to get rid of, you know, like being something that we want to be close to, that we want to have a relationship with. And God doesn't want that. He wants to replace that mammon spirit that's inside of us that says that money will replace what God is in our lives.
0: Every time you say that, I think a manna. You know, and and it kind of it's kind of the same concept right in Exodus when when the Israelites are hungry and God said, you know, take enough for just today. Don't worry about tomorrow because I will give you some tomorrow. Just take some for today. Right. Yeah. So every time you keep bringing that up, I think of, of man back in the uh, Old Testament. Um And the, the other thing,
3: too, like. Uh, People always associate. I I really wonder when that got started. And by the way, today, earlier today, I did some research on some super rich, evil people. Like, I I forget what I put in Google, but it was like some really, really, really bad response, like search results. Like there was this lady around the turn of the century in the 19th century um, who was like a in today's money, she was a billionaire, but her kids like she wouldn't spend a dime on herself or on her kids. She had like a mental illness, right? And so even her kid like broke her leg and she wouldn't pay like a hundred dollars for the doctor to fix it, even though she was a billionaire. Like there are, there has been in this world, some really, really evil, rich, you know, super rich, super evil people. Right. But I think people, we try to like associate being rich with being evil because it's easier to explain the bad habits that we have. Like, well, it doesn't matter if you're rich, because if you're rich, you know, God says you're you know, and so, yeah, there's there's super greedy, rich people who who are evil. Right. But there's also super greedy people who have five bucks. You know, like there there's plenty of people who don't have money, who are still super greedy about it, who want to spend every single thing that they ever get on themselves. And so I think that's when it comes to like money, that what God wants us to do is is. Um, I usually tell people this, you're a lot more willing to bless your own children when they're being blessings to others, right? I mean, we're all parents here, right? So when your kid is being grumpy and angry and doesn't wanna share with other kids, do you feel like buying them an ice cream cone? No, you don't. But when they've been like such a blessing to your heart by doing all the things you taught them, by sharing and playing nice with others, you want to reward them for that behavior. You want to take, you want to bless them. And I really think that's like God made us in his own image and that's that's how God sees us. If we're willing to help other people with the money, he wants to give us more money to help other people with. And I really don't want to confuse this with prosperity gospel because I hate prosperity gospel. You know, I, and it's it's these these tracks come really close together here when you're talking about God blessing you for blessing other people. And the prosperity gospel, which says that you will get money if you tithe. God will make you rich if you follow these three principles or whatever. That's not what it's about because God cares so much. I truly believe that God cares so much about the spirit in which you view money. The spirit in which you think about money. And believe me, you're not going to trick God by throwing 100 bucks in the tithing plate. All right. God knows where that's coming from. He knows if you're trying to get rich off his back. Or if you're trying to be a blessing, you don't think he knows the difference? Hmm. Son, please. Okay. So when you're being a blessing to others to be a blessing, to be an instrument of God, he will bless that. When you are trying to like skirt the rules and like do what the Pharisees do by give well, God says if I give this amount, he'll do this. That's not gonna work. So that's what I have to say about that.
1: So I want to share a testimony to god's faithfulness in regards to money and again i'm not going prosperity i'm not saying if you give and you serve that you know god is going to give back but this was just an experience i had that just blows my mind in regards to money i was shortly after you know the kids and i moved into this the apartment i'm in now i was making 12 dollars an hour working in juvenile detention and i didn't have two nickels to rub together like literally every penny was spent between food Electric rent, everything was getting paid. I had nothing left. Like there was, there were days where I'm like, "All right, guys, ramen um, again," because that's what we have. So, um, it was the year. Uh, I forget which year it was. It was two two years ago, 2018, I believe, 2019. Andres wanted to go to NYC, which is the Nazarene Youth Conference. It was in Arizona. and It was two grand just to go. Never mind spending money or anything like that and i really wanted him to go because i mean you guys have met andres like he just has a servant's heart he just wants to help people and i wanted everything in the world to get him there and i was willing to beg borrow and steal if i had to but i finally because i had so much going on in there i just said god i can't be bothered with money right now i am doing the best i can with what you've given me but i can't i i know you want him to go i know you want him to be there and experience this but I can't, I can't do this on my own. And uh, I just told God like money has nothing to do with anything, but you have everything. You're going to change his life with this. And three days later, a check came in the mail for more than enough. Um, It covered the cost to go, Plus the spending money I need to send him with, I had no idea it was coming. It was a class action suit that I was got because I was I got stuck in the payday loan trap years ago, and apparently the government had a class action suit and they had everybody's information, so they just sent it. And when I was at my lowest point and didn't know what I was going to do to make sure my son could could serve and and be a you know learn more and become more with him, I just turned it back over to God and said, money is the least of my concerns. I just want to serve you. My son wants to serve you, and God delivered. And that it, it's, again, it goes back to what you guys are saying about needs versus wants. This was a need and a want. So God answered both prayers yeah. for that in my life. Like that was something that needed to happen in Andres' life. It changed him forever. Um, so it's just, again, it's not prosperity. I'm not saying because I tithe, because I do this, I do that. But God, again, knows your heart. He knows exactly where you're coming from. And he knows what you need. And when you need something... He will absolutely provide, whether it's money, whether it's love, care, compassion, you know, somebody to come just give you a hug on a bad day. He's always, always there. And uh... I
4: want to say one of those, like, that's that amazing story, first of all. Second of all, one of the things Dave told me a few months ago was about, and he, he said it before, I think he said it on the last show, how you and Lisa were always tied no matter what that was the first thing to come out. I'm sitting here now thinking of like a slight financial struggle. And I said, you know what? The very first thing I'm going to do, I said, I'm not going to write a check. I'm not going to get a a money order. I said, I'm going to go get the cash. So I cannot, so I don't have a reason to not pay my tithes. I actually paid my tithes Saturday. (laughs) I didn't wait till Sunday. I went and put them in in the basket Saturday and I, it was something that was on my mind, and sure enough, I'll tell you guys the the whole story. But sure enough, I paid that money, worrying about something else. And when you say he'll repay you tenfold, our Lord and Savior did just that. Did just that. So that's just that's just a testament to I wasn't looking for anything in return. I was doing what I was supposed to do and paying my tithes because that's what I'm supposed to do first above everything else. And it didn't even take a full 48 hours for something to, you know what I mean? For something to happen, which, you know, which means next time I'm going to give more, not for the return of something to me, but I know that that money gets used in the proper places.
3: Yeah. Usually if I, if I were going to be doing like a, a sermon series on this, this whole topic, it'd be like a three-part series. And the first part would be my testimony. And uh, Lisa and I have an awesome financial testimony. You know, I don't believe that God has an issue with us having some stuff. All right. I think God doesn't have a problem with us having some stuff. Um, I think the problem comes when we worship the stuff. Because I think what happens is like, it's like Christmas morning when you're open in the presents and you can't wait to see what's next. But then the day after Christmas, you're a little disappointed because there's no more nothing, nothing material to open, you know, and then you got to wait all year to get to the next one. And by the time you get to the next Christmas, you don't remember what you got last year because it's not important. It's just more stuff. You just want more stuff, more stuff, more stuff will never make you happy. Lisa and I have had some stuff in our lives and, you know, we had some stuff before we understood before we understood about God's financial principles and we have some stuff after right but, but the difference is before like Sean was asking about those um have you ever spent a paycheck you know dude we we made so little money and we used to take that money down to like target or Walmart just on a night before we had kids like we just walk around target and spend 300 bucks on, on crap that we didn't need you know like you know we just wanted stuff you know we financed cars that we we couldn't we, we had no right affording and we bought a house we had no right being you know so it's like but it was just all about us. We wanted more and more and more. And when we finally got on track with money and we had that spiritual awakening that said that God wants to be our provider, that God wants us, wants to be in control of our finances. And ultimately, yes, he wants us to to submit to him so that we could be blessed. Um, this uh, Malachi 310, which is often quoted uh, when it comes to tithing, but it says, Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And God says, and it, this is apparently the only time that God has ever asked us to test him. He, in the Bible, it says, do not test God, right? But right here, he says, it. he says, test me. See if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing on, the, on you that you do not have room enough for. It. God said to test him when it comes to tithing and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing on you that you will not have room enough for it. So, you know, the short part of our testimony is this, that we went before God and apologized that we hadn't been tithed. And we prayed for forgiveness and we vowed, it just hit me like a ton of bricks one day. And I remember telling Lisa, I said, I don't care if we pay our mortgage, we're going to tithe. I don't care if we don't have a car to drive, we're going to tithe. I don't care if we don't have food on our table, we're going to tithe. That is so important. If we b- believe that we are Christians, we are going to give to God's house first. And we started doing it and it wasn't easy. I lost my job like the month after we started doing that. I was the sole breadwinner. We lo- I lost my job. And I'll tell you what, we still tithed. We still had food. We still paid our mortgage. We paid some bills a couple days, you know, a little bit late. We didn't pay those credit cards on time, but we tithed you know, and God took us from that place to a place of blessing. All right. That's people don't realize that how broke we were and how hard we struggled. God took us from that place to a place of blessing. And it's because we understood what the money was for. It wasn't for us anymore. You know, I got, I replace my shoes when I can see my toes, but I make sure that other kids have food to eat you know, we make sure that other kids and other families are taken care of, that other people have plumbing, have heat. You know, God wanted us to to make sure that we were able to bless other people once we, and so it's a long, long testimony. I don't have time for it tonight. God, I wish we did because it, it's a fun story and there's a lot of fun stuff in there. Um, but the one thing I want to say about that is what we teach our children and who we're raising when it comes to this stuff, because. Once uh, we had a kid and when she was about four years old, I love this story is she'd been learning about money and, you know, grandparents give money and, you know, all the nickels and all the dimes go into the piggy bank. And we were watching this thing. I was watching this thing one night when Lisa was at work about a uh, a missionary program where they were building uh, these water wells in uh, third world countries. And Allison came in and she started watching it with me a little bit. And she looked at me, all of four years old, and she looks at me and she says, um, she said, why are all those kids on that program sad? I was like, well, well what, do you, what do you mean they're, you know, she said, I think I know why they're sad. And I was like, okay, four-year-old, educate me. Why are those kids sad on that show? And she goes, well, they're sad because they don't have clean water. I'm like how is a 4-year-old picking up on this right that that there's this missionary program asking for money to to help these th- third world countries you know and she she's I said honey yes they they need water that's what this whole thing is about and she says I want to help them I'm like what do what do you mean you want to help them you're 4 years old you can't help them and she goes I want to help them. And I was, I kind of shoot her out of the room. I wasn't really paying attention. I had the TV on in the background. I wasn't really locked into what was going on. And she came back a couple minutes later with her piggy bank in her hand. And she said, I have money. I want to help those kids. And I'm like, honey, 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 you don't, you don't understand how much money it takes to do that stuff. It's like what they're talking about as well as they cost thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. I was like, like the minimum donation they're asking for is $50. I was like, kid, you don't have that kind of money. Just, just go put your piggy bank back. She comes over to the table and gives me the piggy bank. And she goes, I want to help them. And I, and it dawns on me, like I'm fighting this kid and God's been teaching us about, about financial principles. And God just like woke me up in that moment and said, this is important that you need to talk to this kid about it. I said, okay. So what I decided to do was like still talk her out of it. You know, I opened up her piggy bank and I counted out $50. I think she had like a hundred total or something like that. I counted out $50 and I said, honey, that's $50. That is so much money. And she said, she looked at me and she goes, yep, you're right. And I want to give, she had like a hundred dollars total and I counted out 50. She goes, I want to give that 50 and I want to give the rest too she said, I want to give it all. And I said, why? And she said, because that way I can help the little kids that are sad, but I could also help the big kids that are sad. And in that moment, God woke me up and he said, this is why I teach you these things. So that you can understand what I see when I look at you. I see somebody who's being faithful, who doesn't give a damn about the money. They care about other people. And that's why I give it to them. You want to believe that that kid gave that money away without thinking about it. But I'll tell you one other thing. That kid got ice cream that night. And that piggy bank was full within a couple of months. You know, every opportunity we had to give her another dollar, we gave it to her. Every opportunity we had to throw the quarters in there, we did because that wasn't a kid who cared about herself anymore. That was a kid who cared about helping other people. And I really think that's why God cares about money, because he realizes what a power it has over us. And he realizes that money given in the name of God for spiritual purposes can turn money. We can turn money given for missions, given to the church, given for programs, giving for basketball, given for youth camp, giving for NYC. God can turn that money into souls. Does he need our money to do it? No. But that's part of the Great Commission where he tells us, go into the world. Right. Where he says, I want you to go. God could go, but he wants us to go. He wants us to transform people. He wants us to be part of that story. So is it all about saving money and being an evil rich person? No, I don't believe it is. I think that God wants to have control of our money. So that he can have control of our hearts and so that we can truly understand what it means to be a blessing. I'm sorry. I know I've been hogging the mic. I love this. I love this stuff. I love talking oh, was, about
4: it. Every time, every time I hear that story, it's like I heard it for the first time. Because she's not even my kid, and I'm proud of her for that, man. I love that. And that's just a testament that you. You and Lisa's as parents, man. You're doing the work. That's your line, by the way. You're doing the work.
0: <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, it, and it's a great transition to my closing for tonight before we get into prayer, because the mind of a child, Is such a beautiful thing, you know? That's something else that Jesus brings up a lot is be like the children, right? That's a beautiful example. The mind of the child. I'm gonna leave you with um, Romans 12, verse two. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve What God's will is his good, pleasing and perfect will. Guys, if you ever have any kind of doubt about if if you're doing the right thing with your money, if you're not doing the right thing with your money, you're okay. Our advice to you is go. To prayer. Go pray. Go talk to God. Go work on that relationship with God. Be like a child. And then I promise you that God's will will be done in your life and you will have no problem with the money issue. And, and, and the other thing that, that Dave touched on about the tithing and a lot of people saying you tithe, you become rich. The Bible says that, right? So here's the truth of it. Okay. Once you're able to understand and be humble to what you need and not what you want, then you're experiencing riches beyond belief, beyond beliefs here on earth. And I want to leave you with that because it's just soak on that for a little bit. So you, you know, I, don't, I don't want to
3: say something just to kind of to be of shock value. But how many of these super rich comedians, super rich actors, super rich athletes, they get to the top of the mountain and then they commit suicide. They get to the top of their, their uh, like Robin Williams, was at, he was at the top, all the money, all the fame, everything. He gets to the top of the mountain and realizes what? There's nothing there. Money doesn't buy happiness. And so that's like what Tom said last week, right? Where you said some people are so broke, all they have is money. Material possessions will never make you happy. It might put a smile on your face for five minutes, you know, but God doesn't, God wants your heart. And what do you need to do? Yeah. I mean, pray about it. We're not trying to guilt you. We don't want to have people think that we're just trying to do the work of the church and raise money. This isn't a fundraiser. This is. We're trying to get you to reawaken your soul when it comes to this stuff. Make sure that you got God at the top of your mountain so that when you get there, he's there with you. You know, that he, because he brings a peace, he brings the spiritual awakening that you can't find anywhere else.
1: I'm out. (laughs) Amen. 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 Anybody got anything else before I take us out in prayer here? You guys are good. All right, guys. If you have any prayer requests, please feel free to Dave, thanks for getting me going right before I have to pray. I appreciate that too, by the way. Um awesome story though. Um but yeah, guys, if you have any prayer requests, please feel free to post them at this time. If I do miss them, I do I do write them all down. We have a whole log uh, that Sarah keeps for us and we pray for those throughout the week, guys. So go ahead and get those to us. So let's run around the room. Dave, what do you got this week? I want to pray for the mothers this week.
3: Um, not not just mine. I mean, yeah, mine, but all of them. You know, we're getting ready for mother's day. And, uh, you know, they, uh, they mean so much to all of us. I just, uh, I'm thankful that God gave me not one, but two wonderful mothers. And, uh, and just this, there's so many ladies in our circle that do so much. And,
0: uh, I just want to pray for them. Yeah. Tom. I, I gotta, I gotta praise, man. I just, I just, I gotta give praise to my wife. I'm just so blessed to have her in my life. I mean, I look at the, I look where I'm at now, man. And it's just, she's just been such a big part of where I'm at right now and such a big fan and an influence on where I'm going to and such a supporter and wanting to be part of it. And, and I just, I'm rich beyond my wildest dreams to have her in my life. And I just want to praise.
1: Awesome. That's awesome. Elijah. Um, We
4: come back you stuck me with the mothers one day like that really um i just want to pray for success and all ventures that myself all our listeners and everyone else around us step out on faith to you know to take on okay
1: sarah
2: sister and my almost
1: nephew very very soon, very soon. alright uh, uh, I can't believe I'm going to admit this on air but I'm going to praise and pray for it uh, love if you don't know love by the standards of 1 Corinthians 13 you need to read it you need to know it you need to live it and everybody needs that I know I'm going to hear from Tom for the next month for praying for this uh, but I'm going to pray for it. And Tom, so I'm glad you, you're you praying for your wife at this point, praising her. Um, that's awesome. But I want to pray for love because a lot of people right now in this world that don't know what love is. And if you don't, read First Corinthians 13. You will never know what love is if you can't read what Paul has to say in that passage of Scripture. So, guys, uh, I don't see any prayer requests. So, again, if you do post them after, we will write them down. I will pray for them.
2: Did he get Shane's?
1: I'm sorry. I didn't see Shane's.
2: Please pray for my wife. Her blood pressure is high.
0: They are changing her meds. I apologize.
1: For some reason, that's not popping up on my screen.
0: Dave, I got a question for you real quick while he's writing that down. Is your personal testimony that you gave different from your financial testimony? Yeah. Okay. Shane, we're going to talk about possibly having Dave on the next segment after Don has a testimony of him and his wife, and maybe we can bring that in and uh, get his testimony on air for you. So we'll work on that for you, Shane.
1: I'm missing a lot of quotes. The last thing I, I see is uh, my feel-free-to-post prayer Requests." Is there stuff after that?
2: Yeah, there's like five things. Everyone's right. crying at
1: Dave. Okay. I apologize, because I can't see any of that. For some reason, it's not refreshing on my screen, so I apologize if I missed anything. Um, and Widow Eve's not around, right? So, Elijah, you know if Eve e has any PSSAs, maybe? Gotcha.
3: Ooh.
1: They are they are tomorrow, right? Yeah, Teresa, I think, finishes up. Thursday. So she's got tomorrow and Thursday yet, and then she's done. So I know there are uh, all these kids are going through these tests. So, all right, guys, let's take it to the Lord, Father God. As always, we are just so humble and so thankful to be in Your presence, to do the work that You've called us to do, Lord. Because, let's be honest, we wouldn't be here without You. We couldn't do this. We wouldn't know what to say. We wouldn't know how to act if we had to do this on our own, Lord. So we thank You for that. So, Lord, we want to pray for mothers this week. Mothers are amazing, aren't they, Lord? You love mothers. You chose a very special one to bring your son to this world, and you chose all of them to be special. You chose mothers to create life, to sustain life with your hand placed especially upon them, Lord. So be with all the mothers. Be with all of us who have lost our mothers. We know that they're with you give them a big hug for us this week for mother's day lord as much as we'd like to what a praise for a mom a special one in tom's life for claire his better half the part that makes him whole i can't imagine that couple without them together i can't imagine claire with anyone else i can't imagine tom with anybody else lord You created something special when you put that powerhouse together. That is a powerhouse for ministry. It's a powerhouse for you, Lord. And continue to bless that, prosper them, move them forward exactly how you will guide them, Lord, because they will listen obediently and faithfully, Lord. Lord, for those who are stepping out into new ventures and trying to follow the path that you're laying before them, continue to open doors that have been closed and close the doors that do not belong to you. If there is something that is holding back success in what you have planned, close those doors. Weld them shut. Don't ever let them be opened again, Lord, but just continue to open the doors that lead to where you're leading, Lord. Lord, love, the most powerful gift you've ever given us. Starts wars, It saves lives. Love for family, love for friends, love for somebody you don't even know. Love thy neighbor. You put it on Paul's heart to speak so boldly and so powerfully about love, Lord. We can't imagine the depths of love that you possess. We get a small part of that every single day of our lives, Lord. So help us expand upon that Help us dive into that. Help us embrace that. Help us accept the love that you're trying to put in our lives and give to us on a daily basis because we don't deserve it, but you give it because you love us that much. And you can't stand to see us unhappy or depressed or sad. Yes. Lord. And when you see us happy in love, you bless that abundantly as well. Yes. Lord. So Lord, just for those who don't know love, who don't truly know First Corinthians love, break their heart wide open, smash the cage around it, and let it be free in you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lord, speaking of love and mothers, I want to pray for a a new mom, a new life. Bless them, Lord. Be with them. Place your hands upon them. It's coming. In your time, we know. But make make the mom ready. You've, you're completing a life, starting something new, changing a family, creating a family. Lord, if there isn't love in that, I don't know what is. Lord, for again, for all our kids taking these standardized tests right now, it's stressful, it's anxiety inducing, it's just plain old crazy, Lord. So just be with these kids, bring ease, bring comfort, bring knowledge. They can get through these tests, Lord. Bring snacks if they need them. (laughs) Lord, bring our kids through it. Let it make them better people, not break them, because it's a tough time, especially for young children, older children, kids. It's a lot. It's a lot for an adult to go through, let alone a bunch of kids. So just be with them. Lord, Lord, for Shane's wife, blood pressure is a, a scary thing. The heart is so precious for so many reasons, Lord. So Lord, be with Shane's wife. Guide the doctors in the right diagnosis, the right, if she needs medications, the right medications. Lord, whatever she needs, be that wisdom in the moment. Be that knowledge, be that power. Be that strength, Lord. Lord, there are so many things I want to say to you right now. Lord, break our minds. Break the binds that make us believe that money is more powerful than you. That we think that money produces power and influence. When we know the love of money creates cowardice and weakness because we can't fully understand you when we hide behind something that is material, yeah. it's not real. It has no bearing in this world. If I were to take a dollar bill right now and crumble it up and set it on fire, it wouldn't even matter because it's not worth the paper it's printed on, Lord. But you are eternal Amen. and faithful and love-sustaining, strength-providing, peace making. way maker the earth shaker the almighty savior lord let us put no no idol before you let our hearts and our minds be drawn to you so powerfully we can't deny it for a second break every bind every chain that ever comes between us in you because when we leave this body we leave this world we are with you for eternity i can't bring the things of this world we can't bring the things of this world with us because when we come to you you don't let us suffer anymore there's no more pain there's no more heartache there's no more tears. there's just newness revival new love a new body, a new mind, a new heart in you, Lord. And we get to spend eternity with you, Lord. So please remove all stumbling blocks that would keep us from that, Lord. That's our prayer. We pray in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Woo.
4: Amen. Amen. Hey, Sean, I'm, I'm just let you know if you were, if you were, um, if God was a boxer, you'd have to do his introduction, man.
1: <laughs> I get to be his hype man. I'll do it. I'll do it. He wants oh, to do yeah. it. I'm in. He wants to join MMA. I'll be right there in his corner.
3: <laughs> hey Elijah, do you have a do you have a quote for today? I didn't. I thought um I'll tell you what, I actually have one. I meant to bring it up earlier. Why don't you close us out and I'll do the quote right at the end, okay?
4: You know what? That that'll work. Um okay. A Fool and His Gold are soon parted and this episode was about God and money. Um, I can't help but to always kind of quote and paraphrase the things that I hear all of you say to me whether it's Dave, Tom, Sean or Sarah um, and the sense of, of tithing, how I always want to do something financially but at times I can't but you guys always remind me that Tithing doesn't necessarily have to be financial. It could be your time. It can be you giving something else to someone to help them along the way. So for me, it may not be the money aspect, but I'm glad that you guys helped me see some of the, you know, you helped me see my worth and me wanting to grow stronger as you know, as a Christian and as, you know, trying to do better and be a better person, um, you guys mean a lot to me. So um, I'm going to close with this. Um, Stay away from a lot of cheese because you don't want to have to have your root eroded.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: (laughs) Sorry, Tom. (laughs) They go I'm not like gonna hear the end of this one. No, uh, that one was on fleek.
1: Yeah, <laughs> with queso.
3: So, hey guys out there, remember to make sure you like, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Make sure you share it. Let's blow this thing up. Um, <laughs> get it on fleet, on flake, with queso.
1: We con, need queso. Some queso. con queso. Is this we the need
3: Con queso. queso. So we need you to share. I think. I think that's what we wanted to say. No, so I was driving home from work today and I was thinking I was listening to that song Shadow Step. You guys know that one? I don't think so. You will in a second when I tell you the lyrics. And I thought it was pretty fitting for what we're going to be talking about tonight with trying to make God uh, our our center of peace, our center of, of um responsibility and center of trust. And that song ends by saying, I'll chase your voice through the dark, fix my eyes on the unexpected in the wonder of your shadow step, meaning God's walking in front of us. And I won't be afraid in every way you never fail. So have your way here, God, and I'll sing your praise, fix my heart on yours. I'm ready for the unexpected, ready for what you'll do next. Thought that was a pretty fitting close to this. That's pretty good. Yep. Love you guys. Have a great week. Love you all.
4: Great week. Hopefully, we'll be in a better situation next week. My lighting's terrible.
1: Hopefully, we'll be in studio. Woo! I've got a I've got There's a glow. A
4: situation. I didn't want a little, to
1: a little shine going on.